Hi, hi, hi. It's time with Math Grind today. Welcome to After Class, the podcast with Ms. Donovan, our first episode for Geometry Semester 2. Woo, woo. A quick overview of what we're going over. We're going to review radicals real quick like we did last Wednesday. Then we'll go ahead and go over 20-1, 20-2, 21-1, and 20. Uh, 1-2. So all triangles. And then at the end, I'll hit you with an assessment overview. So let's get into the topic. So quickly, we're going to go ahead and go over our mathematician of the week. Mathematician of the week this week was Victor Newman Lara. He was born in 1933, died in 2004. He was born in Holarto del Reyes, Hildadjo, Mexico, and he moved to Mexico City, where he got his bachelor's in mathematics from the School of Sciences, the UNAM. He gave his life to teaching, and he taught over 100 classes in Mexico and all over the world. He was a full professor at the Institute of Mathematics, the UNAM, and directed over 15 theses and taught both at the Institute and the Faculty of Sciences. In 1982, he introduced the notion of dichromatic numbers of a diagraph, which will eventually be used in kernel theory and tournament theory. And he also pioneered in the field of graph theory, as well as covered general topology, game theory, and combinatrix. So that is our Mathematician of the Week. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Okay, so we're going to do a quick review of our radicals, uh, just because, again, radicals are really important for what we went over for the rest of this unit. So for radicals, we really started off with being able to solve perfect squares. And that was important because knowing your perfect squares will help you be able to simplify radicals. So the basic steps for simplifying are you may not, you may not have to do all the steps first. Just so you remember, look for perfect squares. If it's a perfect square, you can take it out of the radical immediately. Reduce it if you can into factors, um, the largest perfect square if you can. Rationalize if necessary, break down the radicals and reduce to your final answer. So there was about, five different ways we did this. We would remove a perfect square first. So if we had a number and we looked and there were two, uh, we could factor it and it wasn't it wasn't a perfect square, so we can take it out of the radical. We could factor it into a perfect square and another factor, take out that perfect square, and then it would just have the other factor left under the radical. Next was squaring the radical. Remember, if we square a radical, it gets rid of the radical. Then you multiply two radicals. You can multiply two radicals under the same radical. So if you have radical 6 times radical 3, uh, that is just radical 18. Um, that's an unsimplified radical, but again, that's what you can do. If you have numbers in front of the radical, you multiply those like normal. You could simplify first. If you have division, uh, you can divide under the radical as well. A reminder that we don't like to have radicals in the denominator. And the last thing we talked about was rationalizing the denominator. Make sure you can rationalize the denominator because that comes in all handy with 21-1 and 21-2. So that is it for our radical review. Okay, just remember Thursday. Thursday. Can you remember Thursday? Yeah, so Tuesday? Thursday. Look, if you need help remembering, just think of it like this. The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when, huh? What day? Thursday. The third day, okay? Okay, so let's get into 20-1. Our target for 20-1 is I can use similar triangles to prove the Pythagorean theorem, and I can apply the Pythagorean theorem to solve properties. So basically all we did was we were using the Pythagorean theorem all day. 
So again, the Pythagorean theorem is in a right triangle. The sum of the squares of the measures of the legs are equal to the sum of the square or to the square of the measure of the hypotenuse or a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Remember the hypotenuse is a leg that is across from the 90 degree angle. So how, what we did first is we were given to a few right triangles and we needed to solve for the missing side. So first we needed to check whether or not that missing side was a leg or a hypotenuse. If it wasn't a hypotenuse, it was pretty easy. All we did was square the other two legs, add them together, then take the square root of that and we had our hypotenuse. If it is a leg, we had to set it up where we had one of the legs missing. So we had a squared plus the number squared equals the hypotenuse squared. We had to subtract this other leg and then uh, take the square root and find the length for the last leg. So again, we use the Pythagorean theorem to go ahead and figure out uh, what the missing side was for a right triangle. And then we looked at Pythagorean triples. Those are three non-zero whole numbers that satisfy the equation a squared plus b squared equals c squared. So we looked at a few numbers. We were given sets of three. What we needed to do was we needed to check and see if first they were whole numbers. If they weren't whole numbers, it's not a Pythagorean triple, so we can take that out. Next, we need to make sure it satisfied the equation a squared plus b squared equals c squared. If it did, it was a Pythagorean triple. If it did not, it was not. After that, we went into a few word problems, about five. And basically, when you're doing word problems with Pythagorean theorem, the really important thing is for you to draw the picture first. So if you draw the picture first, it's going to be very helpful for you when you're trying to figure out the missing leg. Again, with all of our... Uh, with all of the word problems we were doing, we need to figure out if we need to find a missing side. We are looking to see if the side was a leg or the hypotenuse or what. Um, and then sometimes after that, we'd go to find a perimeter of a different shape or something like that. So again, we need to find a missing side and then put it and use it in the context of our word problem. And that is what we did for 20 one. Let's get into 20-2. So our targets for 20-2, again, we really were focusing on triangles. Again, where I can use the converse of the Pythagorean theorem to solve problems, and I can develop and apply Pythagorean theorem inequalities. So first, the converse of the Pythagorean theorem is if the sum of the squares of the measures of two sides of a triangle equal the square of the measure of the longest side, then the triangle is a right triangle. So that's just saying, if the Pythagorean theorem works on the sides, then it is a right triangle. So first thing we did with that, or basically the only thing we did with that specific converse, was we wanted to determine if the measures of sides that we were given were right triangles. So we were given three sides. We needed to figure out if it worked with the Pythagorean theorem. So we took the two smaller sides, we squared those and added them together. And then we took the largest side and squared it, and we saw if they were equal. If they were equal, it was a right triangle. If they weren't, it was not. Next, we looked at our triangle inequality theorem, which is the sum of the lengths of any two sides of the triangle is greater than the length of the third side. So how we checked that is we took the small and the medium side, and we checked to make sure it was larger than the large side. So small plus medium is greater than the large side. If it was not greater than the large side, so if it was equal to or less than, those sides were not the lengths of the triangle. So again, the triangle inequality theorem here helps us figure out if those side measures are, if those are potential side lengths of a triangle. And again, it needs to be larger than the third side. 
The last thing we did is we kind of used different versions of our Pythagorean theorem, kind of a little bit, to figure out if it was an obtuse triangle, an acute triangle, or a right triangle. So basically what we're doing is we are given the measures of the sides, the three sides, and we do a squared plus b squared and c squared. If it is less than, if a squared plus b squared is less than c squared, then the triangle is obtuse. So less than, obtuse, so LO. If a squared plus b squared is greater than c squared, then the triangle is acute, GA, greater than acute. If a squared plus b squared equals c squared, then the triangle is right or normal. The acronym we used was LOGAN, less than, obtuse, greater than, acute, normal, right. So again, that was LOGAN. What we did, we had three problems next, and we took our Pythagorean theorem, we put a circle where we usually put our equal sign, and then we figured out if a squared plus b squared was greater than, less than, or equal to c squared. And from there, we were able to see whether or not it was acute, obtuse, or right. And that is 20-2. Monday, Monday, Monday. We're going to go ahead and look at 21-1. It was our 45-45 90-degree triangles. So our target for the day was I can describe the relationships among the sides of the lengths of 45-45 90-degree triangles, and I can apply relationships in special right triangles to solve problems. So really what we were doing here is we were looking at 45-45 90-degree triangles. The really special thing about 45-45 90-degree triangles are they are the only version of isosceles right triangles. So that means two of the legs, the ones that aren't the hypotenuse, are equal. And if you know any side length on the right triangle that's an isosceles right triangle, so a 45-45-90 degree triangle, you could figure out the other side. So just know our legs will equal S and our hypotenuse is going to equal the leg times the square root of 2. The legs, again, are going to be across from the 45-degree angle, 45 degree angles that are congruent, and your hypotenuse will equal the leg times root 2. So if we know one of the legs, we can figure out the hypotenuse is that times root 2. If we know the hypotenuse, we could figure out that that divided by root 2 is the side of the leg. So basically, if we know the leg, the leg times root 2 equals the hypotenuse. If we know the hypotenuse, the hypotenuse divided by root 2 is the leg. And that's kind of the easy way to think about it. And basically what we did for the rest of the class is we just did a bunch of problems where we were missing a side and we needed to figure out what it was. And they were all 45, 45, 90 degree triangles. So we were either missing a leg and we were given the hypotenuse or we were given a leg and we need to figure out the other leg and the hypotenuse. Remember, both the legs are congruent. So if I give you one leg, you already know the other. If I give you one leg, you also can figure out the hypotenuse because the hypotenuse is going to be 10 times root two of that. Again, that's all we did. We used the fact that a hypotenuse is the leg times root two and the fact that the leg is the hypotenuse divided by root two to be able to figure out any missing side in a 45, 45 degree, 45, 45, 90 degree triangle. And that's all we did. On Tuesday, we focused on 21-2, which our targets were I can describe the relationship among the side lengths of a 30-degree, 60-degree, 90-degree triangle, or a 30-60-90, and apply the relationships in the special triangle to solve problems. So on Monday, we focused on 45-45-90-degree triangles, and 
basically 30, 60, 90 is another version of a special triangle. So when you have angles that are 30 degrees, 60 degrees, and 90 degrees in your right triangle, you need to know the hypotenuse is across from the 90 degree angle, the short side, the short leg, is across from the 30 degree angle, and the long side is going to be across from the 60 degree angle. In 30, 60, 90 triangles, the hypotenuse is twice the length of the shorter leg, and the longer leg is a root three times the length of the shorter leg. So the leg that is across from our 30 degree angle, I'm gonna go ahead and call that X, is equal to X. The hypotenuse is 2X, and the longer leg, the one across from the 60 degree angle, is going to be X root 3. So all we need to know is one, we need to know which where the angles are. We need to know which angles, the 90 degree angle, the 30 degree angle, and the 60 degree angle, and then one side length. As long as we know one side length, we can use all of those uh, variables dash kind of like things I gave you to figure out the rest. If we know the hypotenuse, we know that is two times the length of the leg, the shortest leg. So we could figure out the leg across from our 30 degree angle by dividing that by two. If we know the shortest leg, we could figure out the other two legs because we know the shortest leg is equal to X. The one across from the, hypot the hypotenuse is equal to two times that, and the other leg is equal to X times root three of that. So any leg we know, we can fill it out and figure out the rest. If we know the length of the longer leg, we know that that is equal to x root 3. So we can divide that by root 3 to figure out what the length of the shortest leg is, and then use that to figure out the length of the hypotenuse is. So again, that's all we were doing. We had a bunch of problems where we're just finding the missing legs in our 30, 60, 90 degree triangles. And then we had a couple word problems, but again, really focusing on whether or not you could figure out the links of the missing legs is the important section here from 21-2. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Now the moment you all have been waiting for, our assessment number one overview. So assessment number one is going to be into two sections. I grouped the 20-1 and 20-2 learning targets together, and then 21-1 and 21-2 together. What does that mean? That means your Pythagorean theorem targets are together and your 45, 45, 90 and 30, 60, 90 triangles or your special triangles are together. So there are four problems on the whole thing. It's two pages, four problems. First problem is asking you to say, is asking you use the Pythagorean theorem. Is this triangle right? Yes or no? There is a picture of a triangle. It has all the side lengths given to you. You need to figure out if A squared plus B squared equals C squared. If it does, it is a right triangle. If it does not, it is not a right triangle. The next one, it says, is this triangle acute, right, or obtuse? You need to use the fact that you need to use log in there. So if it's less, if a squared plus b squared equals c, or a squared plus b squared is less than c squared, it is obtuse. If a squared plus b squared is greater than c squared, it is acute. If a squared plus b squared equals c squared, it is right. That is what you are using that right there. You will circle acute, right, or obtuse. Last, or so our next section, our section for 21-1 and 21-2, you're being asked one question on 45, 45, 90 degree triangles. And the other question you are being asked is about 30, 60, 90. So what you need to do, again, 
you're given the length of the leg. You're given the length of the, um, you're given, or you're given a length of the leg. Maybe it's the one for 45, 45, 90. Remember, they have two congruent sides. Those congruent sides are X. Your hypotenuse is going to be X root two. Um, and then for again, you're given for your 30, 60, 90, you're given the angle measures and you're given one length of the side. You need to figure out the hypotenuse is 2x, the short side is x, and the long side that is not the hypotenuse is x root 3. So using that, you need to be able to solve for the missing sides. And that is it. That is all that is on your assessment. Okay, so that is it for After Class Podcast Week 1 Overview for Geometry Semester 2. We went over our Radical Review 20-1, 20-2, 21-1, and 21-2, as well as our Assessment Overview. I hope you are all ready for Assessment Number 1 tomorrow. If you have any questions, email me or stop by office hours. Other than that, I'll see you in class.